The show's about to start. Are you ready? What's going on? Welcome to the show. This is Sports with Strawberry Ice. I'm your host, Jeff Trenopole. And as always, I'm bringing you sports from a West Side point of view right here in the great city of Cincinnati, Ohio. Home of the same with me, people. The first place, Cincinnati Reds. I love it. Now, do me a favor. If you found the show, hit that like and subscribe button. Smash that thumbs up. I'm up to 936 subscribers. That is awesome. I appreciate every single one of you guys. Now, this show and every show is brought to you by T Properties. T Properties, quality housing for quality people. Check out the website at www.tpropertiesllc.com for all your rental property management needs and your rental needs. Nick Cassianos, I can't stop talking about that guy. He is a baller, a beast, a baller. I, lo- I can't wait to see him hit a home run and look at his reaction. I mean, last night he hit it and he kind of just grabbed the bat, flipped it over to all of a just went, let's go. <laughs> I was like, yes. Like, dude, that fires me up so much. It's so much fun to watch him play and watch this team play. Who was worrying about the pitching? Everybody, I mean, I kept hearing, well, I don't know about the pitching. What's going to go on with the pitching? Jose De Leon. Jose De Leon. Made his first start since 2016. He gave up a home run in the first inning. But after that, he had nine strikeouts. Oh, by the way, he also got his first major league hit. Pretty good. Nick Kablastos. Like I said before, he's batting 533. He just got his 500th RBI in his career. He belted a solo home run in the seventh inning to give the Reds a 3-2 to two lead. A.G., I was talking about him yesterday. We need to get him in. He showed up. He was a little shaky. Got his first save of the year. This is just the stats of, of what the Reds' offense is doing. It's just it's ridiculous. Look, check these out. Since that Reds' batting average, first with runners on third, less than two outs. First, with runners in scoring position, 17 for 40, 425 clip. Second, with runners on base, 23 for 60, 11 bases on ball, only 12 Ks. That's a 383 clip. Second, in runners in scoring position with two outs, 10 for 23. That's a 435 clip. We got more. I'm not done. Check this out. 
Reds batting average on balls in play, 316. The major league average is 292. Now, look, last year, 2020, they were 245. 21 points worse than the lowest team. They're at 316 this year, people. If you're not excited about the Reds, then I don't know what to tell you. If you can't just enjoy what is going on right now for the moment that is happening, you're just a miserable baseball fan, a miserable sports fan. Because I had people going, oh, well, you know, it's just the beginning of the season and, you know, we'll, we'll see what happens. And you're right. Who knows? But right now we're four and one. Enjoy it. Enjoy it, people. It's great. I mean, the last two years, we were one and eight and two and five. We are four and one. That is awesome. Just enjoy the moment. I don't know if it's going to keep going all year. I mean, the Cassianos batting 533, Jonathan Indy, India batting 400. That's not going to, they're not going to keep that batting average up all year. Joey Votto, he's off to his typical slow start. I'm not worried about Joey Votto. He always starts off slow. What I like about Joey, he's swinging. I mean, then he's swinging. And when he's making contact, he's making good contact. And so I'm not worried about him. I think the swing change is going to be good. Because we're going to need Joey Votto down the stretch and later in the season. Because we're doing all this. we got one guy hitting 500, another guy hitting 400. Moustakas is coming around. Uh, DeWink is going to be back in the lineup here soon. I don't think he's starting tonight, but uh, he, he was out with a stomach bug. Shogo Akiyama is on the mend. They're saying uh, David Bell, actually, uh, C. Trent Rosecran reported uh, from David Bell that Shogo uh, he's hoping to appear, appear in a game in Louisville near the end of the month, so he's probably a month away from getting back. But that's another offensive weapon we can have. We can have back. The only, the only drawback right now is can Gino play good enough at shortstop to not for to to his errors to not affect the team because he's a little scary, and I, that's what I said. I wanted him at shortstop. I thought it was the best option, and I said he's not going to be a great shortstop, but. It's just getting started. You know, I think the more he plays there, just like Barry Larkin said, the more he plays there, the more comfortable he gets. Like last night, and if you guys are listening or watching the Reds game, John Sadak and Barry Larkin are awesome. <laughs> I, I, they, they are awesome. I love listening to Barry Larkin. And what he said last night on, on Gino's uh, ex- well, exchange, he got the ball and it slipped out of his glove. And Barry Larkin's talking like, well, you need a, as a shortstop, you need to move forward to the ball, reach for the ball, and then. You know, get away from the base and make your throw that way. These are things that Gino can work on. And by the way, there's a guy named Barry Larkin that's in the booth. I'm pretty sure he can help him out. So I think Gino is going to be okay. I'm not going to say he's a big gold glove winner, but we're in first place, people. We are in first place. Now, there's a man who's normally a part of the show that hasn't been here for at least a week. And I don't know if you guys remember him or not. Some people call him D. Some people call him Dimebag. I just call him Jeremy. He's back! What an introduction, man. What an introduction. You know what? I, I think that's why when life gets in the way, it makes it that much better to come back and have my name put on the screen. I don't know. Maybe I maybe I'm a psychopath. That could be what it is. <laughs> How you been, Jeff? Good, man. I'm dude. I am enjoying the hell out of the Reds. I figured you would be, man. I have to watch I mean, it through a glass box at work, but uh <laughs> boy, I tell you what, the only thing that let me down, you know, um I've missed a few things, so I wanted to refresh your memory on some things you might have missed. What's up? Uh, Justin Fields ran a 4-3-8. Who? Justin Fields. Uh, oh, yeah, the Ohio State quarterback. Yeah, yeah. see, that would have been nice that you could have said that last week when his pro oh, name was. I missed oh, that. Yes, I know. You've been dying. You've been dying. People, trust me. Him not being on the show is killing him. He is. Blowing my phone up about Justin Fields this, Justin Fields that. I'm like, dude, you could have came on the show, but I can't. 
Anyway, go ahead, Jared. Go ahead, Jared. <laughs> no, I'll just mess with you, man. I was I, I was going to go on for a, a couple more. You know, I like. Uh, did you see how we're zero and one in Cincinnati? I mean, my lord. You know, like uh, my favorite pitcher completely let us. That was last week too. What? That was that's last week too. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Right. All right. Well, up, yeah. I'm in we're the four, game now. We're four, we're four uh, and one now. Four <laughs> and one. And check this out. Hang on a sec. Check check this out. Let me. I love it. Let me see if I can find it here real quick. Uh, bring it up, bring it up, bring it up, bring it up, bring it up. Where's that? Oh, I missed it. Where's that picture at? Oh, that's the background. See, I, I, I should have brought this up on the computer before I started talking about it. But look at this. Bam! Ooh. First place, baby! Let's go! Let's go! I'm talking about first Three place. One. Hey, man. First place. You can't beat it. What well, we that's got? An that's an old one. We're, we're four and one now, but that's okay. <laughs> yeah, I, you know, three and one. Sorry, we'll be we'll be. Sorry, my bad. I'm getting ahead of myself. We'll be four and one after tonight. <laughs> yeah, we've we've only got like you know 150 games to play or whatever. Still, so, <laughs> you know. Uh, but hey, I do like this, Jeff, because as we've talked about in the past, man. Normally, you know, we play very well towards the All Star break, and then kind of fall apart but the team last year didn't do that this team this year young hungry you know they're gonna make mistakes but man i you know what i see a solid team in, in cincinnati i hate to give bell much credit over five games hey, but hey i he one thing I, i'll give bell credit and like i said i i want to be wrong about him i mean i, I you know and now we haven't had a whole lot of situations where he's had to make a lot of decisions so oh that yeah. will come but right. The biggest thing is he hasn't messed with the lineup. I mean, he's pretty much put everybody in the same batting order the whole time, which is great because he mixes the matches too much. I mean, with Winker out, he just put Nyquist at the, at the uh, leadoff spot and left everybody else in the same spot. That's great because right. they're hitting so good. And I know Vado, well, you had a batting average. He's, he's not hitting very good right now, but I'm not worried about it. What is he, 196 or something you said? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah he, I mean, I'm not, wor I'm not worried – about him, might even be a little less, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Go ahead. Mm -hmm. I'm, yeah, I'm not worried about him because I like, uh, I, I like his hitting approach, and I like the way he's just swinging, dude. You know, I, he he looks, he actually looks comfortable. This whole team looks comfortable, looks relaxed, looks like they're having an absolute freaking blast. I mean, Nick Castellanos last night, he was on. Uh, I tweeted out he's on a uh, MLB uh, tonight. Mm -hmm. And he, 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 how did he put it for, for playing, for playing last year in front of no fans? Oh, that's what it was. He, for playing in front of no fans last year to playing in front of fans last year. He said last year was trying to, trying to play. It's like trying to dance without music. I thought that was a pretty good analogy. So these guys are fired up that us fans are back in the, in the stands. And you can see it. Nick Castellanos, one thing he said, he goes, I don't know Cincinnati. You know, I don't know what the fans are like because I never got to experience experience right. it. Nick, I know you're watching my show. We freaking love you. You are awesome. I want you to be a red the rest of your freaking career. <laughs> you are a baller. You are a Cincinnati freaking red type player. You are a hustler. You're emotional. It's it's everything us Reds fans love. I mean, from Pete Rose, Chris Sabo, every that's that's the kind of player we like. And and those guys are watching too, I'm sure. I mean, so if you know, they need to recognize, man. Um, if I got to, I'll just call him up right now. If yeah, if would we you please? Which would yeah, yeah. Uh, let's see here. Oh, my, yeah. my battery, my battery, my battery's dead, Jeff. I'm I'm sorry. I was gonna call him, and <laughs> it just didn't work out. Yeah, Winker's not in the lineup tonight. I know that, but but he is no. he is available. He's back with the team. So he might, I mean, he might pinch hit or something. I mean, Senzel, you know, he missed, he got hurt opening day, and then they said he wasn't in the lineup the next day, and then he he didn't start, then he came back and played. And Aquino, the punisher, he got a got a home run this weekend. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it, 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 every, right now, everything's going great for him. Go ahead. What? How do you feel about, you know, uh, like I said, dude, I, I, I've been pretty slammed. I haven't had a lot of time to listen to everything. I've wrote everything I've heard down, but how do you feel about the two-game suspension, man? Over, oh, uh, stupid. 
It's over a flip bat. The thing, look, the thing that kills me. Yeah, I'm glad you brought this up. I kind of talked about it a little bit yesterday. Yanier Molina literally bumped into the umpire. That is an automatic ejection, and nothing happened to him. Nothing. The only one that got or thrown out of the game was Nick, and Nick. all he did was stand up and go, "Yeah, go," you know. And then after that, he backed away. All everybody came out. He didn't do anything. He didn't swing. He didn't do nothing. So normally. If they have a what if they call it a, a bench clearing brawl, it wasn't even a brawl. Nobody fought. They just came out and yelled at each other. That's yeah. all it was. Yeah. And normally, yeah, fine him, fine. I got no problem with that. But to eject him and suspend him for two games for, for standing that. up and going, Blape, yeah, is ridiculous. And like Dude. I said, Yanni or Molina freaking shoved it up by whether he meant to do it or not. Don't that's matter. an automatic ejection. It's like touching a referee in football, man, or pushing him right. down or nudging him to the ground, whatever. It, it don't make any sense. And, dude, just because we are uh, grown men, we grew up playing this game to – well, I don't know if we all did. You did. You played some baseball, didn't you? Oh, yeah. Okay, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I just high school here, but – you know, you so get excited played, about yeah, played high school baseball. I didn't, I didn't play minor leagues or nothing. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I didn't even varsity. Play no, just saying, varsity baseball player right here. Thank you. Yeah, yeah that's it. That, yeah, I didn't. Yeah, <laughs> not college, none of that. But you get excited, man. And um, you know, after I, I'll tell you what really set me up for the Reds, and we were talking uh, during the first game, and. I said, man, it's it's over, Jeff. It's over. And then, of course, in Jeff the Iceman's style, he goes, Jeremy, dude, it's never over, baby. We're coming back. We're coming back. And I'll be damned. We almost did come. I mean, we put up you're talking opening runs. day. Opening day. Like, if we didn't get 12 freaking runs, we would have came back and won that, that game. Exactly. And when you're in a game like that and you still have a chance to pull it out, Hey, man, let me tell you something. I mean, they put up big numbers in each game, really. And, you know, hell, 11 runs, we could have sat back on, uh, you know, in the first game, sat on the bench and went on home, whatever. But, hell no, man. We They, they came back. They wanted to play. They're playing to win, and that's what I like to see. And, and the thing is that I like, like last year's team that drove me freaking nuts is – We'd have like one inning where we'd score like three runs, and that would be it. Right. This team, the way they're playing right now, we're never out of any game because the thing that they're doing that I, I complained so much about last year is they never added on runs. This year, they're adding on runs and more runs and more runs and more runs, and they're not stopping. And that's and that, um, that's what I say. When you have a chance to put your foot on a team's throat and stomp on it. That's what you have to do, and that's what this team is doing right now. Are they going to do it every single game? Probably not. It's 162 no. games. But at least the aggressiveness is there. The the professional at bat is there. Everything that all those Reds fans were so frustrated with them last year, they're doing it this year. Exactly. You know, and I, I know that – we are going to get it figured out. Our, we didn't. We didn't put Castillo at the at the front in the front lines, man. The number one um, because he's junk. He he had a bad game. Yeah, uh, pitching it was the cold. ball. It was the coldest opening day in Reds history. <laughs> so, it was. Yeah, and I mean, and before, it wasn't like the Cardinals pitchers pitched outstanding either. So nobody could pitch. No. That's that. That was my next point. Before people kill Luis Castillo, man, look at how many runs the Reds put up on their pitching staff. So, right, every everybody when it comes to pitching, man, it's almost like a crapshoot. I don't care what you can talk about physics, you know, and you can talk about oh, this guy he missed just by an inch, whatever. But it only takes an inch. To get a yeah. strike, well, and that takes an inch. Yeah, that's that's another thing that that I loved. 
the point that Barry Larkin said about Cassiano's getting drilled in the ribs. He said, this is what pisses, pisses us off, pisses us off. He goes, major baseball players, pitchers are paid to throw it over a plate. That's two by two. If you miss it by that much to hit a guy in the ribs, you're not missing it by inches. You're missing it by two feet. How can you miss it by that much without it being on purpose? And exactly. Yadier Molina said it wasn't on purpose, and Castellanos just squashed it, said, hey, I got to take his word for it, whatever, yada, yada, yada. And like, I will get Jared in here. Well, he had a good a good comment. He said, Ooh. if Yadi wouldn't have touched Nick, the whole brawl would have been avoided. That's, I mean, that's the thing. He could have stood up and said, yeah, and then they all just, you know, walked away. But Yadi lost his freaking mind, shoves the umpire out of the way to go after the Castellanos. And guess what happens to Yachty? Nothing. He gets Nothing. fired. Who cares? He gets fired. They make a ton of money. Okay, big deal. And 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 now Cassianos, who is the hottest hitter in Major League Baseball, is going to be suspended for two games. Yeah. And Nick Cassianos is a guy that Major League Baseball needs to get behind and promote him and promote sport and promote what's fun about the sport. That love. I'm, I'm sure the Cardinal fans hate him, which is great. You should hate him. I yep. I hate Yadier Molina. I respect the hell out of him, but I can't stand the guy because he's a great player and he always crushes us. Yep. Right now we have somebody who's killing you guys, and I love it. But Major League Baseball, this is the type of player that Major League Baseball needs to promote their great game of what's good about the game. It's exactly right. It may it's it's a cardinal sin. In 2021, we're not in the 1910s and 20s anymore, okay? Babe Ruth ain't out there, you know, uh, grabbing him three beers before he goes up the bat. I mean, this is 2021, man. I mean, you've got to let these players have some fun because these kids growing up that live differently than we have, they like that. That's what they want to see. They want to see. see. The thing is, when I played, that was me. I would yell and talk trash, and that was me. So I you spent a lot of time in the, in, on the bench. I, <laughs> dude, I did it to piss people off. I'll, 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 I'll get, give, give a crip here what he wants because I don't know if you – have you, you noticed at the Reds games, you know, when the crowd starts doing the woo? Oh, yeah. Woo! I always go, woo! I gotta, do, I gotta do that for Crip. He's one of our regulars. Love Crip. I, and every time that I hear that, uh, I always tweet out, "Woo!" <laughs> when I start Woo! going, I start tweeting. I know some people hate it. Marty Brenneman couldn't stand it. I love it when they do it. I think I, it's awesome. Jeff, Jeff don't want to tell you, but um, one of the surprises we're gonna put up a video one day of uh, of Jeff doing a Ric Flair impression, and he's <laughs> got to get hit, and then he's gonna do one of those straight falls right on his face. <laughs> it's gonna be brilliant guys i'm telling yeah. you you keep watching yeah 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 definitely don't don't, don't miss that show because i don't even know when we're doing it all right and nick says oh i brought it up kicked it off clicked it off there let me try here. all right nick cast or nick says cassianos had a bad game it was cold through nine and one there's my dog going nuts innings and Spring training, he'll be fine. Exactly. I, he's going to be fine. It was a bad game. It was cold. You know, it, it happens. I mean, when it's, you're not supposed to play baseball in, you know, what, 40 degree, 30 degree weather? Yeah. I mean, right. the guy was out there. It was, it was drizzling snow, man. Now, Jared says, but Cassius has always been a hit or miss pitcher. He's either Ace or JJ Hoover. Uh, not the last couple of years. I mean, I wouldn't go he's been far, he's yeah. been more consistent than than JJ Hoover was. I that's I understand. I, I get the comparison, but I, I yeah, he, he did he did go in. I I think he went way too early. He was, I think he was trying to do the yeah. one two three and out one two three and out, and it just it, that didn't that's not his pitching. He he's got a good change up. He 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 was trying to throw them you know, throw some fire in, get them out one two three one two three. That ain't the way to uh, that ain't the way to pitch against the Cardinals or any other good team. Nick's got another good uh, point here. Cassianos is is suspended longer than Bergman or Altuve. Both of them cheated to win a World Series, and nothing happened to them. I was about to say they're the Houston Astro players. Oh yeah, okay, yeah. 
Yeah, yeah. I, that's why I say Rob Manford that's is that. a clown. He is yeah. the worst commissioner in all of sports. I cannot stand him. That's his job right there is to look at that type of stuff and then to deal the punishment. And if you want to tell me flipping your bat and saying, whoo, what a, uh, caused a fight, what a, well, they're, they're claiming it because social distancing. I'm like, give me a break. We're playing freaking baseball. I mean, so the pitcher was laying on top of Castellanos. Where's the social distancing there? I mean, that's just, it's just stupid. That's just, I mean, it's just a dumb reason to get thrown out of, thrown out of the game. It's just stupid. You yeah, know, you, you, well, the thing you is, you love it. You're letting them show emotion. You're letting them do the bat flips. You're letting them do all this stuff. Yeah. And then he does that. And then he gets, and then, yeah, only reason, only reason it happens because Molina got pissed off. That's the only reason it happened. And he lost his head yeah, and went over yeah. after Cassianos. That's it. That's I the only you. reason. So they want to say Cassiano started it. Molina's the one that actually started it. Yeah. Have you watched the video? Molina started it. Not, not yeah. Cassianos. He's kind of a vet, and they're going to give him the benefit of the doubt, and that's just the way it is. And it, it's it's unbelievable. They they need to loosen it up, man. Like I said, and a lot well, of people they are, but then well, they are, but then how are you going to how are you going to suspend somebody for doing something that, that you want them to do? Yeah, you that's know? what I'm getting. At. You know, and the guy and the guy who got got offended by it, that's the one who the one who started it, which is Molina. He's the one that should have been thrown out. He bumped into an umpire. Yep. Whether he meant to do it or not, he still did it. Yep. It doesn't matter if he meant to or not. You can't hit an umpire. And right. baseball said for years, we want to attract the younger crowd. We, we you know, we're getting past this uh, America's pastime thing. And uh, we've got to get these new younger uh, viewers and people coming to the stadium. And that ain't helping. Right. I'm, just, I, I'm sorry. All right, Nick says, uh, Rob Manfred is possibly the worst commissioner in sports ever. I genuinely believe he doesn't like baseball. I, I don't think he likes it. I don't even think he knows anything about the sport, to be honest. Comes in, and only thing he he's done is try to change the game. Exactly. He's tried to change everything. And it's just like, do you actually understand? Do you actually understand the game of baseball? I mean, some of the stuff, I mean, I'm okay, honestly, with having the DH in both leagues. I used to not be. I mean, I'd rather them not have one, but I think it's stupid that we have two leagues and two different uh, rules. I, that's just dumb. So I, I think they're not going to get rid of it. So I think they should just let it in. But I don't know. Starting to, I understood the stuff for last year, but seven inning doubleheaders again and starting a base runner at second base in extra innings. Like, come on. That's, that's not baseball, dude. You got to work the count. You got to get on base. You got to work your way to second base. You just don't get started there. I just, uh, I, I, those, I don't like, I don't like those. No. All right, Jared, Rob Manford called the trophy just a P yeah, just a piece of metal. Yes. Yes. The world series trophy called it just a piece of metal. Exactly. Mm -hmm. yep. He has no respect for the, the one thing that all of us fans, all these players, the one thing we all want is that piece of metal, that trophy. It's not no, a piece of metal. It's a world series championship trophy. That's what we want. So that's why I, I can't stand Rob Manfred. He is, I mean, I look, I wasn't a huge Bud Selig fan at first, but actually, I, you know, if you look at what he did, he actually was a pretty good uh, commissioner, you know, and that's where I'm kind of surprised that this guy is the one to replace him because he's, he's not, I mean, I want to say he's nothing like him because, I mean, because, because uh, Selig did try to change stuff, but Selig tried to change stuff, I think, for the better of the game and for, for promoting the game, you know, expand the playoffs. stuff. Like Manfred's just changing stuff just to change it. You know, there's no rhyme or reason and his suspensions don't make any freaking sense. Like I said, I, 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 I still can't get over the Astros. They cheated to win a world series. I mean, they literally cheated to win a world series. They did nothing to the players. The players are the ones that are banging on the, on the garbage can. The players are the ones that were stealing the signs. Now, I know everybody steals signs of baseball, but they were using video cameras <laughs> and everything. You know, that's how they were stealing them. How did they not get suspended? But then you're going to suspend Castellanos for standing up over top of somebody saying, let's go. Seriously? And then Molina, who does it, who hit an umpire, who's the one who actually started the fight, nothing happens to him. Yep. I don't get it. I don't get it. And, and, and you know, the thing with C League, I'm with you there, man, on uh, Bud. 
I, I think he was, you know, all right. Um, I think he'd done a decent job. The only thing I didn't agree with was his never, never Pete Rose ever, wow. ever, ever. The whole thing with Pete Rose that really irritated me is that for years, for years, they kept saying, just admit it, just admit it, just admit it. And Pete, to his detriment, kept saying no. So he's like, all right, fine. He finally admitted it. Now he admitted it and he made a whole bunch of money because he wrote a book about it. Well, yeah. but, but he admitted it. He did what they wanted and they still won't let him in. Yeah. So, I mean, they're never, I mean, I'm sorry. They're never letting him in. And the thing that kills me is this wasn't a, an official rule until after Pete Rose got suspended of not being let into the hall of fame. I, and I'm, I never said one time I'll let him back into like managing or play, which I mean, he's, 80 years old now he's not gonna not gonna do it now but i never said anything about bringing him back into the game but the man should be in the hall of fame he should 4,256 hits somebody yep. got those hits and all this gambling stuff that i've seen none of it says he did any of it when he was a player they he's have, not going to the hall of fame for a manager he's going in for a player good exactly and they have every single bit of forensics and scientists and all. <laughs> and then you can go into the police and you can go into recorded uh, calls. You can go into all this stuff. And they, they couldn't find one thing of what you just said, where he was betting against his own team. So don't let him back when in he, baseball. When, when, he, when he was a player, when he was a player, when, when, when he was a player, when he managed, there's lots of evidence that he did. So yes. Yeah. Thank you for clarifying that. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Uh, no, seriously. <laughs> uh, but, you know, fact of the matter is, he don't need back in baseball. Fine. You know, he don't need to be any part of any organization, not even a swing coach, even though Mark McGuire, Mr. Steroids, who cheated for years, he, he, he what, he was well, batting. Dude, honestly, if they ever let, I mean, I've changed my mind on that too. Bonds, Clemens, McGuire, Sosa. They should be in. They knew they were doing it. They let them do it. They should be in. I mean, I'm sorry. They it's they got the numbers. Yeah, they they they're inflated because of steroids. But they should be in. So I mean, we have a, a Hall of Fame with your all-time home run leader not in there. Your all-time hits leader not in there. One of the greatest pitchers ever in Roger Clemens not in there. A guy Sammy Sosa, one, the first guy I think to hit 60 home runs three years, four years in a row, not in there. I mean, what kind of Hall of Fame is that? So, I mean, I, I, that's where I've completely changed my mind on that. You know, at first, like, nope. And and the other thing, well, the other thing is if they let them in, then they should let Rose in. So that's, that's what, what I'm saying. Say. Right. It makes, so that, yeah, I mean, it's it, kind of twofold for me. I, if they let yeah. them in, they should let Pete in. But I think they should let them all in. They did it. Let them in. You guys let them do it. I mean, you know, anyway. Yeah, put an asterisk beside their name. I mean, put uh, from mm -hmm. this to this, he was on right. steroids. Whatever. Who cares? Whatever. Uh, you put uh, it on the black. Uh, yeah, I mean, Pete Rose betted yeah. on baseball. Okay, great. Well, put that on his, you know, on his little thing down there so the kiddies can read it 100 yeah. years from now. And he's still the best baseball player to ever live. Exactly. Exactly. Good point. All right, guys. Just want to remind you, if you're new to the show, you're watching Sports with Strawberry Ice. Uh, we are at uh, 900 and what did I say? 62 subscribers. You can follow me on all my social medias. And I'm not ending the show because somebody thought I was ending it. I'm just trying to do a new thing here where I'm letting everybody know what you're watching. You follow me on my, all my social media platforms on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and me and this idiot do some TikToks all in the sports of strawberry ice. Make sure you like, subscribe, share, tell all your friends about me. Let's get back into this. Let's get into to, uh, the Bengals talk here. And there was a story that came out. Uh, about what do you think the chances are of the Bengals reuniting with Geno Atkins? You know what? There are stories out there, and so far from what I've read, there is nothing, no teams, no anything right now really coming hard after Geno Atkins. And let me tell you something. If we can get a hometown deal, a good one-year contract, he get healthy. Let's see what he's really got when he, when there's no rumors um, that he's hurt. 
Hell, we'll oh, he get was hurt. hurt. Put him behind. Oh, yeah. Dan- put him. Put him beside Daniel. Put him beside Reader. Let him. Open Joby. <laughs> exactly. You know. Dude, let, I, I mean, I would love it because the thing is, the thing is, I think he can still play. I really do. I think that shoulder injury really hampered him last year. Yeah. And I would love him to stay a Bengal and and retire a Bengal. You know, he's only gotten, I don't know, maybe three years, maybe at the most. Uh, yeah. Maybe maybe longer. I don't mean that's probably about it, but I'd love yeah. to see, see him come back there. But good, good I wanna play. uh I wanna I wanna get these these two little mock drafts uh that two of my uh I assume they're viewers, they tweeted me tweeted them out to me. And uh, if you guys take the time to tweet me out stuff and want me to put it on the show, I will do my best to put it up there. So I said I would, and let's see. I think this. Let's see which one's this one. Uh, okay, this is the first one. It should, be, should be from Kenneth Dripple. I think I'm what I'm saying, and I I actually love this. He's got Chase Leatherwood, Marvin Lo- uh, Wilson, another center, Edge. Tight end from Georgia. I mean, I this if they could do this draft, this would be perfect. There's no way. I I I don't. I hate to be a Debbie Downer, but uh, I've heard some really good things about uh, Trey McKitty. So I don't know if he's gonna be there. But hey, I like it. Yeah. I like it. I like we'll it. We'll see. I mean, I, I think it's a lot of stuff's got to go right for that yeah. to happen. Yeah, and then here's the next one. I like it. <clears throat> this one's from uh, John Lynn. Uh, he's got Chase, and then he's got uh, Dylan Random. Mm. I can't see it. This is a little different. And they traded. So this one's a little different. He traded twice. Okay. Milton. Well, I mean, he's taking. He's got Jonathan Cooper from the Buckeyes coming <laughs> about the seventh pick. That's about the only guy I know other than Chase. Yeah, there, there's a lot. It's a, a, a different one. I mean, it's it's interesting. I mean, everybody's got their own mock drafts. It's it's interesting what is out there, and exactly. we're getting closer to the draft. And I I will probably I'd see. I said I was going to do some mock drafts. But the Reds are so good right now. I've been watching them. <laughs> I will do my best because I had a lot of people ask me to put up uh, a mock draft to see what they – you did one, didn't you, Jeremy? Did you actually finish it? Yeah, I did one, and then for some, wherever I went, I went where um, – I think Josh uh, had told me to go or where he did his. It may, might not have been. It might have been somebody else. I can't remember, but – I, yeah, I did a I did a full one, and then um, every time I would go to save it or you know whatever where I could save it from the screen, I would it would click me right back to the beginning again before I could even take a picture of it. So, <laughs> but I pretty much had uh, you know Chase, um, I had Leatherwood too, um, and there there was a few different guys. I kind of went more towards. Um, Pass rusher, linebacker, even cornerback, uh, but also took took a, a, a decent decent offensive lineman too. I do think we 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 will need help at linebacker, so I did take Jabril Cox out of LSU. Did you um, say Cox? I, I I just said Cox on the radio, <laughs> uh, <laughs> or on the internet. My bad. We're morons. <laughs> I just I got a feeling we're going to need one of those. And Cox, let me tell you something. I watched him at LSU. Great linebacker. If we're going to lose Bynes, we're going to have to replace him. Yeah. Or bring him yeah, back. True. True. That is true. Well, I hope I hope they resign him. I'll get back to Crips. Uh, me too. Question here because I actually I actually have a, an answer. Well, if you guys watched me on the Orange is the New Black podcast, um that uh joe goodberry was on there and he is reporting april 19th is when the new jerseys are coming out he said it on the show then so you know we'll see now carl yeah i know picture chase picture chase blah blah, blah. dude I, like honestly I, i'm so i i can't talk about it anymore we, we talked it to death <laughs> picture yeah. chase you're so what I, I mean it's gonna be one of the three you know whoever it is is the and the and, and the Bengals aren't going to trade out of it. 
I mean, especially with what Duke Tobin said. Would you you got some uh, stuff written down about that, don't you? There, Jeremy, you can read what what Duke Tobin said, and he was on the uh, Bengals Booth podcast with Dan Horde. Uh, if you guys haven't listened to it, I recommend you go listen to that podcast. He answers a lot of questions about yeah. free agency and the draft and what they're intending to do. But go ahead, Jeremy. Uh, this was just a uh, quick interview uh, he did with Jeff Hobson. And he said, we feel we're in a good spot. Now, this is straight from, you could call him our GM, really. Uh, he, dude, he is the GM. I don't care what anybody yeah. says, but go ahead. Yeah, yeah. Um, we feel we're in a good spot. We're going to be careful not to overly be greedy and get out of a spot where we might lose a premier player. And we feel like we can get one of the premier players in this draft. We feel there is there are enough guys with the fifth pick in the draft to get a real good guy that we feel comfortable with and hits a position of need. And we have offensive linemen graded startable in the league in the second and third rounds. Now, to me, if you read between the lines, that means they're taking chase. Now, people say, well, what about Pitts? Well, again, I'm going to go back to the Civil War podcast we did where Malik Wright, another great uh, guy to follow on Twitter, he, he does the uh, Wright Report. So if you're not following him, check him out. He is reporting that the Bengals will not draft Pitt, Pitts. He, he wants to, so far as saying that if they do, he'd buy you uh, a Bengals jersey and two Bengals tickets to a game of your choice. So he is pretty confident that they are not going to draft Pitts. I'm pretty confident they're not going to draft Pitts. It's either going to be Sewell or Chase. And I think it's going to be Chase just because, and like I've said, of how many good offensive linemen there are in the second round that you can throw in at guard and kick out the tackle eventually. So that's where, you know, and, and just like just like Nick says here, I'm going to bring this back up. Wherever we, he's good with any of the three guys we've talked about with the Bengals, any of these three we get, which I said it's not really with Pitts, but Sewer Chase, we're going to get a really good player. We're going to get a really good player. So I, I, I would be, I mean, Bengals are in a great spot, a great spot. And honestly, if Atlanta takes a quarterback, which I keep saying this, I'm not sold that they're not going to, then they're both going to be there. <laughs> you're you're thinking four quarterbacks, literally. I, I've said that, dude. I've said that from the beginning. I think there's going to be yeah, a good shot. Have four quarterbacks. I kept yeah. telling everybody. Everybody's like, "Well, you know, the Jets are going to take Sewell." I'm like, dude, they're going to take a quarterback. I kept saying, I was saying that back in January. I, they're going to take a quarterback. I said because the way the blueprint is for a winning football team is you get that quarterback, you build around him, and you move from there. And sorry, Sam Darnold had a shot and. It hasn't worked out now. He's going to Carolina, and maybe it, it'll change. But the the the, the Jets are going to take uh, Wilson out of BYU, and and the Jets or the Falcons might take whichever quarterback is left. You know, they might not. I'm not saying they're going to, but I wouldn't be I wouldn't be surprised if four of them are gone. I just just throwing it out there. You know, let me ask you this, and I'm going to ask everybody that uh, is watching and who will be watching when they get home from work and all that good stuff later. Um, when it comes to pits, do you feel like we've got enough with ooh, ooh, Zama and sample where we don't need to spend a number five pick on a tight end where we could get one in the third, fourth round, that's pretty damn solid. I think we are, because I think, ooh, I do too. Zama is going to be pretty good. Now, the other thing is, there's a guy out there that I think we can get back for on a cheap. And I, if we get him, I'm not saying he's a starter. He would be your third string, maybe red zone option. He's a pretty good uh, tight end for the Bengals. You remember, you remember, he's number 85. You remember, you remember who I'm talking about? Tyler Eifert. Exactly. He could still get you a touchdown here or there. I would not mind bringing him back. Now, I think he might be closer to June when we might sign him if he gets signed by anybody. Yeah. Uh, and get him on a cheap 
I, I don't think that's a bad option. And like I said, I still think they can get a tight end later in the draft. And Joe Burrow can make these tight ends better than what they are. And Uzama, I, I'm happy with him. I'm always a happy. I don't, I don't want to put that. I think I like the potential that he has, and I like the connection that him and Joe had at the beginning of the year. You could, you could see the growth, man. I mean, right. Each year, actually, from Uzama, he's a, he's a tall kid. He's slender. He can't block. He, we don't know how well he catches, and, uh, and then he showed everybody. I can block, uh, even with Dalton. I can mm-hmm. catch. I can get down the field. I can jump over people. And when I saw what he did with Burrow, where Burrow was just tossing a ball over everybody's head, it wasn't a jump ball situation. He was just throwing it over their heads, even over the middle. And Uzama was so tall, he could jump up and snag it out of the air, man. That, that is a mismatch. Exactly. All right, I want to I want to get some a little bit, of, not really Bearcat talk, but just – I found out some information today from one of my sources of why we have such a mess going on with the Bearcat basketball team. For what I've been told, so yeah, for what I've been told, <laughs> I'm not going to name names, but one of the players back in it's December, January went to the AD and talked to him about his problems with the coaching staff and what's going on there. The AD, instead of going to the coaching staff and talking to them about what he was presented with, said nothing to John Brandon. So John Brandon didn't know any of this was going on. To me, that's minor league. To me, that's if I'm at a job and I'm ticked off with the way things are going and I don't go talk to my direct boss, I go talk to his boss. And then his boss doesn't tell my boss above me what's going on or whatever, and then I have communication. That's where the communication problem was. John Cunningham should have went and started talking to Brandon and find out what's going on and get to the bottom of this. I'm sorry, you can't take one side of the story. And that's what he did. From no. what I've been told, he took one side of the story and rode, rode with it. Now, the other thing I didn't know, I'm like, well, why can't, why hasn't the president done anything? Well, the president... The university has had bypass surgery, so he's been out of the loop, you know. So this whole thing, where we're where we are at right now, is John Cunningham's fault. All of it, the communication, the ill will between the the, the players and the coaches and everything. I think it's all him. Instead of bringing everybody together, I know you couldn't get in a room, but get a Zoom call, do something, get get it to. We're talking, and we got to figure out what's going on. And the thing I keep bringing up to everybody that says that these kids didn't want to play for John Brand, which they all left. I'll give you that. They all left. But, Jerry, I got a question for you. I just, I'll, I'll, I'll give it to you. All right. If you are at work and you right. can't stand your boss, and are you, like, going to be more enthusiastic to, to, to run through a wall and play for that guy or work really hard for that guy if you don't like him? I'm not. It, it's gonna, If I don't like the guy I'm working for, it's going to be really hard for me to – show some enthusiasm, like, all right, or listen to what he's saying. My point to this is if John Brandon was such a bad coach and these guys could not stand playing for him, then why in the hell did they play so good for him? Yeah. Why, why'd they come back? Championship game. They're one win away from going to the tournament against a team that, Oh, by the way, went to the final four with which this guy right here said that Houston was a final four team. So if it was so freaking bad playing for John Brandon, why'd you play so good? That, I don't I get I don't understand that, and I don't understand Cunningham not talking to Brandon. So this whole and now we're just stuck with this. So they have no cause. They can't find a reason to fire him without. I mean, they have, there's a buyout. They have to do the buyout. They're trying to get out of the buyout, but they're trying right. to find a, a cause to fire to fire him, a just cause. You can't just fire somebody because you want to fire them. You got to have a reason. Yeah. That's why people have lawyers. That's why they have contracts. They can't it, find a reason to fire him. He didn't do anything wrong. This whole thing is on John, John Cunningham. Sorry, go ahead. No, uh, no, I, I'm I'm talking with you here right now, man. Um, just out of my own curiosity, um, what exactly? I've read a hundred reports, and I still can't figure uh, out what the hell he did that right. was so egregious. Right. 
the the thing that I've heard is practices were hard, um, and he wasn't a very good communicator, which is kind of funny because we're in a pandemic. It's hard to communicate with anybody, but still, if he was such a hard hard guy to communicate with, then how come they played so good? How come they did exactly what he wanted? If he was such a bad communicator, how come they ran the offense the, the way he Dude, wanted them to? I'll tell so you this. You got to communicate something. Yeah. I'll, I'll tell you this. At, at, at 17 years old playing baseball, you know, I mean, I'll tell you right now, coaches aren't the best communicators. Okay. I mean, what, <laughs> it, to their players. I've been called, you know what? I'm just a, a regular dude, just like anybody else in America, or whatever. There's nothing else involved in this situation. But I can tell you that every single player on my team got the same exact, I mean, just a verbal beat down if you ran, if you took your lap too slow, uh, if anything, if your shirt was untucked, uh, just everything. So, you know, I, I just have a hard time seeing these college kids, you know, not being able, it's like, are, are they not wanting to take criticism to get better? Are they, I, I don't, I don't, I don't know, dude. I mean, I mean, at this point right now, I don't care. I mean, I, I don't, at this point, all that's, all that's done. All it's done. I don't care. The only thing I care about is so to figure out. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, just figuring out what we're going to do with the coach. Right now he's in limbo. He's suspended with pay again, suspended with pay, meaning they can't find a reason to not pay him. <laughs> So exactly. how long are they going to look? I mean, seriously, yeah. are they going to keep looking until they find something? Or what if they never find anything? They're Then they're going to have to buy him out, which, like I said, from what I've read, it's $1.5 to $5 million is the buyout. Hmm. So, and you see, I don't think has the money. Maybe they do, but I don't know. But I, I just, it's April, people. <laughs> exactly. We don't have a coach. I, all I Like I said yesterday, all I care about is this jersey. That's it. That's all I care about. I don't care about all this other crap. I don't. I, I want them to figure this out. Either keep them, get rid of them, do something. Because right now our program is going down the freaking toilet. And sorry, but if they were all the freshmen would have stayed, we had a good basis of a team next year. We have four players right now. They got they, Cunningham's got to get it figured out. This falls on Cunningham's plate. Oh yeah, he got to did a terrible job of himself communicating with his own employee, John Brandon, of what was going on. And this is where we're at. And, and, and uh, there, to me, it's like they're on a witch hunt to ruin this man's reputation for some reason. And they can't find anything. So it's just, it, the whole thing's just stupid. It's, it's a big cluster. <laughs> I'm like, I, I can't stand it. All, all I know is this is if you guys let him go, North Carolina has already called Holtman, the Buckeyes coach. Well, North Carolina's in. already got they already got a coach. Well, that's I, Hubert Davis. Yeah, yeah. But I, I was just saying. So oh, okay, he's already been called by them, wanted him to interview. He said no. But wouldn't that be something if Cincinnati's without a coach? They call him, same state, better. Man, it hurts to say that, but. Better basketball program than the Buckeyes. What's Holtman do? So there, there's a. I can't. But honestly, I can't see a Big Ten. Ohio State's got more money than UC does. I I can't see him us paying more money than that. So they're not too thrilled with how the Buckeyes played down uh, down the end. Uh, there, right down stretch. Right, right. Yeah. So I don't know. But don't anyway, know. hopefully the Bearcats will figure it out. I want to end this on a high note. I don't want to be a downer. The Reds are back at it tonight versus Pittsburgh. First pitch is 640. Wade Wilson is your starting pitcher. Now, I'm very curious to see him because I was very unimpressed with him last year. I, you know, so, but the way uh, they pitched last night, Hoffman pitched the other night, we, we might have. We were, I think we'll be all right. We got, excuse me, Sonny Gray coming back soon. And I, not that 
oh my goodness, is Sonny Gray not going to be in the rotation? Yes, Sonny Gray is going to be in the rotation. But who are you taking out? <laughs> and I think that's yeah. going to be a tough decision. And I think long as Wade, uh, Miley or Wade Wilson does good today, I, I think he's going to be in because he's a left-hander, and that's the one that saving grace on him. If he was right-handed and he wasn't freaking dominating like the other two guys were, I think he'd be out. But since he's a left-hander, I think he's safe. My opinion, I don't care if you're left-handed, right-handed. If you're getting guys out, you're getting guys out. So I'm very interested to watch Wade Wiley tonight and see how he does. And Sonny Gray will be back soon. Kablastos, I can't wait to watch him hit another home run tonight. It's going to be freaking fun. Uh, well, you know, that's what gets me, dude. I mean, that first game, dude, I, I was just like, oh, man. Like, we lost Bauer. Castillo is throwing up just – man, I, he was throwing wiffle balls. And, and I'm like, man, we, how's our pitching going to, you know, stand up? And, my God, they stood up. But at the same time, I was also thinking, hell, we got all these new players. We went, what, 22 scoreless last year. So how are we going to score enough runs to make up for all the Bauer pitching where he didn't allow many runs. Yeah. Um, and then I watched Castillo yeah. pitch and it was like, dang, and we could get blew out every game. And then those, <laughs> those, those, those last, what, three games, these last yeah. three games, um, it's been a hidden clinic. Well, and dude, we, we got the best, pitching. we got the best pitching, pitching coach in baseball. Uh, bar none. I, he's the he's the best pitching coach. That's the reason we pay him so much money. <laughs> he is well worth the money. He's earning it for sure. Exactly. Exactly. All right. I'm gonna get to Facebook groups that uh, let me live stream. I appreciate every single one of them. They are Hootay Nation on the a fun Bengals interactive group. Check them out. Cincinnati Reds rounding third, heading for home. An awesome Cincinnati Reds group. Bearcat Country. They. Ohio State, Bucknuts, the Ice Bar show page. Me and this dude are on a lot. Check that out. And then follow me on my social media platforms. I'm on Facebook, which I have 995 followers. 995 of you are following that page. I love it. I got 919 likes. Twitter, I've jumped up a ton. I'm at 323 on Twitter. I'm also on Instagram and TikTok. I'll be pulling a sound off later tonight. So if you missed any of the show and you just want to listen to it, you're at work tonight, tomorrow, whatever, check it out. It's on uh, pod, uh, iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, pretty much wherever you get your podcast. Make sure you like, rate, and review. Give me a five-star review. YouTubers, like I said, we're at 963. That is awesome. Let's get it rolling. Try to get to 1,000 as fast as we can. And other than that, I don't have to do this by myself today. Jeremy Dimebag Dean. Back. Roll on out of here. Sure will, man. Um, just wanted to tell you guys again. I know I, I tell you this all the time, but you know we got a lot of different groups watching, and all you guys have to do, Huda Nation, Bengals Nation, Bearcat Country, everything he just mentioned. Go to YouTube. Subscribe, it's free. Hit the notification button. You guys can watch us every single night. You can watch us twice a week. Doesn't matter. We're just here to entertain you the best we can and give you the most up to day sports and all of sports entertainment. Yes, we do. And we do it in our radio voice. Thank you very much. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> but until then, yes, sir. And as always, everybody, all together. One thing, and one thing only, and that is, you don't live in Cleveland, you live in Cincinnati. Thanks for watching the show. Who day? Go Reds. Go Bengals, baby. Who day? Go Reds. Let's make it four in a row, and that's just sports, baby. See ya!